0: The start order is 17423985. The Extra Lap RC Podcast.
1: Yes, this is the Extra Lap RC Podcast. My name's Aiden Burke, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Martin Owen. How are you doing, Martin?
2: Yeah, very well, thank you.
1: And we must be lucky today because we're also joined by Joey Cockhill. How are you doing, Joey?
3: Good evening.
1: Are you okay, mate? I'm fabulous. Didn't stress yourself
3: too much on Sunday. Oh, God, no.
1: We'll chat about Joey Sunday out racing toy cars later, hopefully. But, Mark, Joey and Martin, before we mm. do that, Martin, who are we going to speak to tonight?
2: Tonight we have 12 scale national champion and an off road racer that does on road, Ollie Payne.
1: <laughs> Hi, Ollie. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Mate, we are great. Uh and thank you very much for joining us. Um you, you, you appeared on my radar when I saw a picture of you holding a wheel speed car, but you you probably you must be more well known for being a twelfth racer on road. Um yeah. I, The the other week you were in America. What were you doing? Mm.
0: Uh, so yeah, last week I was over in Florida, raced 12 scale the Snowbird Nationals, which is one of the craziest events you can race. Um, it's a, like a week-long event, but it's a, a an event that's run on-road side-by-side with, uh, with Oval. So in the morning, you run on-road, which is touring car, 12 scale, GT12, etc., from about 5 a.m. till 1 p.m. And then from right. 1 p.m. onwards, they run Oval so sleep schedules are completely out the window and it's just a crazy event oh
1: right okay and, and it's just, it's certainly indoors it looks like it's inside a hotel is you all stay in the same same hotel
0: yeah yeah so pretty much everyone stays in in that specific hotel uh we all race in the ballroom of the hotel so from monday to monday they sort of you know, rent out the entire ballroom, set up the pitch, track everything in that ballroom and you race in there. That hotel basically becomes your life for a week.
1: Wow. Do you even get to see the outside well suppose if you're racing from five to what much do you have? A couple of hours of daylight in the afternoon and then back doing prep.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's that's the one like you know, one of the cool things about that event is I mean we're like twenty minutes from Disney, uh, in Florida. So after 1 p.m., you know, you're free to go to Disney or Disney Springs, Universal, all that type of stuff, which is one of the coolest things about it.
1: Right. Okay. That sounds pretty good. Did you do any carpet oval?
0: No, I would love to do it one day, but it's just so tough because you're basically racing for 24 hours. So you, you only nap, you never sleep.
1: Wow, to be honest, that, oh, it, it looked like a great event, it sounds brilliant, but uh, the lack of sleep would probably get me. <laughs> I, yeah, right, it's, always, old, it's always
0: really
1: tough. I, I'm an old man. <clears throat> but that wasn't the, that's not the only time you've been in America for the last, in the last six months, hasn't it? You must have gone the first weekend open to the um, the indoor nationals in Cleveland.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. So Cleveland is also a crazy race because the track never shuts. It's open 24 hours from the day it opens. So you race, you know, you practice in the morning, qualifying during the day, and then the track is open for practice all the way through the night until 8 a.m. when you start qualifying again.
1: Oh, my word. This 12th race seems a bit more hardcore.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're just total savages everyone would rather get track time in than sleep so you end up just taking like a two-hour nap you know go and run laps go back to bed for a couple of hours qualify go back to bed for a couple of hours run laps you know and just do that for an entire week it's just insane
1: okay i thought i did a bit of prep okay i thought i found out all this stuff you are opening my eyes to are you trying to tell me 12th is cool and you like party animals and you stay up and, t- stay up t- and you're always staying up 24 hours a day?
0: Uh, so the only night we didn't was uh, Saturday night because that's then into finals. So they shut the track Saturday night to give the track time to like uh, almost dry out between the finals and the qualifying just so the track's not so sticky on Sunday morning. So the mm-hmm. only time you... you Fully sleep through the night and don't practice or anything like that is Saturday night.
1: Wow, that is pretty hardcore. Wow, and so how long have you been doing twelve for then?
0: Uh, I've been racing twelve scale since I was about thirteen or fourteen, but okay. uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't start with twelve scale, obviously.
1: Oh, did you? Did you start off road and then go to 12th?
0: No, unfortunately not. Uh, I actually started racing with a Tamiya Mini at Eastbourne.
1: Ah, okay, all oh, right. Is it, That's where the last 12th National was, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's the indoor version, so it's actually in Robertsbridge, but yeah, it's the Eastbourne Club. Nice,
1: right, okay, okay. Well, that's when so you've you you race 12th, you apparently travel the world, <laughs> but. A couple of months ago, um, we, we see you with an off-road car, off-road buggy, 10th, I think it was a wheel Speed. I think you've even been to an event with, with Martin at Silverstone. Apparently um, it's pl- yes. Was that a planned change, or why did you suddenly um, start running off-road?
0: So I actually raced off-road um, maybe four or five years ago before my full-time 12-scale career sort of took off. So I was racing uh, a load of 12-scale events in the UK and I had some free time in the summer. So I went mm-hmm. and raced um, off-road um, at 1066. But then when my 12-scale career sort of took off, I focused on that full-time and you know, started traveling to America and Europe and so on. So I sort of put down the off-road car and focused on 12-scale. And then after COVID and everything, 12-scale club racing and big events in the UK sort of slowed down and there was less places to race and, you know, just less big events. Uh, I've always enjoyed off-road and I've sort of heard about the wheel speed thing and it just looked really cool to me. So I ended up getting one and started racing off-road again and just, yeah, been really enjoying it.
1: Because I think what, what... What final did you? Ollie actually got in the same final as you at Silverstone, didn't
2: he? We're both in the B.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow, Ollie, that's not bad at Silverstone. Did you Did you have any thoughts turning up to that event? Did did you know anything about Silverstone? Because we'd say that's one of the most competitive tenth meetings we have indoors.
0: Uh, yeah, so from from the outside looking in as a, you know, not off-road driver, I actually kind of thought it was just like a a decent-sized event, um, but nothing crazy, you know, and then I turned up and it was, like, packed, and I was like, oh, okay, and then I sort of noticed there was a few guys there that were, like, crazy fast that I knew of, you know, like the Hall brothers and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then, you know, it all kind of set in after practice that there was, that was not just a club meeting or such, it was more of a... You know, in my opinion, the top 10 was just stacked. So, yeah, it was uh, definitely an experience.
1: Okay. And Martin, did you beat him?
2: I think he out-qualified me, and I think I beat him in the final.
1: Wow. Well done, Ollie. Well done. Though Martin's quite old and getting slower every moment now. Correct. Um, (laughs) It's not going to be long before he just retires and takes up a paperwork job, you know. Uh, it's, it's just not at the natural pace of me. I think that's that, that's the important thing that we all know. <laughs> um, so, is all, are you just going to tell me off road's just the same as on road? It makes no difference. You know, are you going to give me any tips? Yeah, the bits you enjoy, the bits you don't. I'm not going to, you
0: know blindly say it's all the same you know all this kind of stuff it is very very different um my opinion the the setup side and you know driving style is actually on at least on carpet is more similar to touring car on carpet than i was expecting right so you need the car to rotate very very heavy and you know sort of break traction at the right points and all this type of stuff but obviously there is the jumping side of it which for me was the toughest part in the beginning um i will be honest i did like almost fold a car in the first couple times i raced it just because of how wrong i got it nice. i've started to get the, started to get the hang of it now and it's actually i think it's more demanding from a driver point of view than you know touring car but the amount of time you get to think about things compared to 12 scale it just makes it very different okay So
1: are you saying that because when we look at 12th stuff, it looks like super fast. It looks you're pinned 90%, 99% of the time. And maybe do you think 10th off-road you get a bit of a break?
0: Yeah, so with 12th scale, well, 12th scale modified at least, um, the amount of time you get to think between corners is non-existent. It's, you know, you're, you're just driving non-stop for the entire eight minutes. You don't ever get to think about things and you get no time to react to anything. Where in off-road, it's a little bit different in the fact that you you can think about, you know, the way you drive it and you get a lot more time to think about what's happening and you get to see a lot more, in my opinion. Right. It's just uh, different, you know.
1: In some ways, the way you're explaining it, it sounds more relaxing.
0: Uh, Yeah, it's... Yeah, I would put it like, that obviously, competition is always competition, which means it's never relaxing. But from a club racing point of view, I think off-road is a lot more because, uh, you know, you turn up, you race, you don't have to... You don't, you're not putting tyre additive on. You can practice as many times as you want. You just keep throwing it down and charging the battery. There's a lot less prep on a practice day that goes into it, in my opinion.
1: Well, okay. Okay. Um, do you do you find... and Ollie, no one listens to this. We're just talking amongst friends, just us for now. Um, do you find like prep different for a 10th car? Uh, you know, do you find it like like my 12th knowledge is tiny? But when someone said to me, like, to set up my GT12 and he said, check your ride height, I get my right off road ride height gauge that starts at 14 mil and ends at 20. And ask somebody what ride height that they want, they go, three and a half. And I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> I don't measure things in half to millimeters. Does that make it? Do you feel that makes it easier the sort of maybe lack of precision of a tenth off-road car, or is that something that's just not how your head works?
0: See, yeah. See, I would actually find it more difficult because for me in 12 scale, a point two shim could be the difference between the car being amazing and you know very hard to drive. Yeah. Whereas in off-road, it's more like a four mil shim. And a, a two mil difference in right eye, and so on. Yeah. And um, so, from that aspect, yes, it's it's just uh, for me twelve scale is easy uh, in setup because I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if I had a lot more knowledge in off road, the two mil here, you know, four mil whatever would be seem easier.
1: Yeah. So, so when you came and you you picked up your will speed and you you drove it then, I suppose you spoke to Will Johnson and maybe some of the other quick uh, will speed guys, Kyle Moon, those kind of guys. Um, mm. Did they have to tell you off because you were getting a vernier out too much?
0: <laughs> no, I, I probably still do it a lot more than they do just because it's in my nature from Torscale. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would guess I do things... Very differently to the way do, they do things, and probably thinking very differently to the way they are, um, in terms of setup.
1: Are are you trying to hammer in your twelfth on roadways into this buggy? Because to make it is that making that to make it easier for you, or
0: you just yeah, uh, it's I I feel like I need a lot more rotation from a off road car than say Carl or others do, um. So I've sort of spent the last month or two trying to make my car steer as much as possible without being uh, overly aggressive um and then I let I let try um Carl give it a few laps after a recent 1066 club beat, and he said it was basically impossible to drive because it over rotated everywhere
1: nice nice
0: but yeah but for me I was like oh, I feel like it needs more steering oh
1: that's how always say that's a that's a sign of a good driver though People who just want more and more steering. <laughs> you know, us I three. Love,
3: I love steering.
1: Well, you am not being really funny, Joey. You you went racing on Sunday. Did you Did you need more steering at Stoffold?
3: Um, in practice, I could have done it with a little bit more.
1: Well, okay, see, there's me saying a good thing. All good drivers need loads of steering, and then Joey blows that out of the water. Um, <laughs> so, Ollie... Have we got you now? Are you now a tenth off-road driver? Are you? Are we gonna? Are we gonna see a a, a Roche or Destiny tenth off-road buggy coming?
0: Uh, I mean, I'm. I've definitely uh, found a lot of interest in off-road, and I'll be running it throughout the summer. But that will most definitely be with a with a wheel speed.
1: Right. Okay. 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 Um, have you got any? What have you got? Any, what plans and meetings you can do? You, you think you, you said ten sixty six a few times? You know that's clear. I know that's a really good carpet club right down on that south coast, to the other corner for our American listeners from where Martin is. Um, we, as we would say, nearly France. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that where you're going to stay, or you're going to try and do? you going to try and do a bit of outdoors,
0: find a bit of um, extra. Yeah. So. Obviously, 1066 is my local club, so I'll support them and race there as much as I can. I believe they do actually have an off-road outdoor track in the summer, so they run on Astro. Um, Mm -hmm. But I will also try and get to uh, the South or Mid-South regionals, depending on whichever suits my calendar better. I'd like to do some Nationals, but I've heard it's pretty difficult to get into those.
1: Yeah, and the fellow who runs the Nationals is a right knobhead. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. He is a massive knobhead. Um, well, but if you say nice things on this podcast, you never know. Well, they'll not be funny. Ollie, they can't even get me into nationals. And I'm kind, <laughs> and I'm kind of a big deal.
3: Do
1: you <laughs> know what I mean? So, but I don't know. If you, you do a few regionals, you include your F grading. Maybe yeah. we can see you at nationals next year.
0: That's the plan. I'm going to just do everything I can to, to work on an F rating this year. And then depending on how it all goes then uh, yeah next year we'll try and get into some nationals okay so
1: let's pretend you've been doing off-road for forever you know is there any hints and tips you can give to a like a, a new guy like me what would you say other than don't follow your setup because it <laughs> would be far too much theory
0: Um, I'll be honest I'm kind of I'm the new guy here I'm still very much learning myself so the only thing I would say is just you know Find a car that is run heavily at your local club because then it just makes it easier to get help and so on with setup. And just, yeah, don't be afraid to ask people for help. It's a lot of people in this sport, especially the off-road uh, community, are more than happy to help. So, yeah, I think it's just a matter of asking for help. Oh, come on. I
1: want a, I want a magical silver bullet that's just going to make me go quicker.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Track time. It's all
1: about track time. Oh, and I don't want that one either. <laughs> um, Okay, mate. I'll I'll, I'll try my best.
3: I, I've got a better one for you, Aiden. Go on, Joe. This Focus nice. more on your racing than your social media account. <laughs> stop. Stop. Stop trying to feed your ego and actually drive a car properly. <laughs> How about that one? Oh. Oh, Joey. Because how, how, many, how many pictures did I take at the weekend? Not enough. Not enough. There you go. Not. There you not, go. Uh, how many
2: pictures What's did I take? What's your excuse for making the B then, Jerry? Mm-hmm. It, it rained and I
3: haven't raced in like six months. No. Okay. See,
1: just so Ollie, I do you, Ollie, do you make those kind of excuses or do you just like kind to of roll with the punches?
3: Ollie's <laughs> probably very fortunate where he gets to go racing every weekend, unlike I do now. Well. <laughs>
1: Well okay so looking at your things you had um, oh I'm going to get this confused you actually did didn't you didn't make
3: have, a cock up no no
1: okay Joey but let's see if you but you, you can pull this one out your hat then. did sure you on, have a really good carpet nationals in Cleveland and then don't take this the wrong way Ollie but a not so good result at snowbirds have I got those the other way around
0: no no that's that's correct yeah um, prep, Joey. that's prep
1: read the info no, no. Um, so how does how do you have how do you go is, is, were you to blame for and, and when you say what I say a bad not a great result at Stonewood I think you were fifth
0: no I, right? I, I, po- I podiumed
1: oh you did podium oh you did you qualify fifth
0: yeah I qualified fifth
3: something yeah. Aiden never does podium but there we go <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh in fact you're even when TQ's of meeting and, uh, and and finish a second.
1: Mm. Yeah, I did do that, Joey. But at least me and you were both in the B this weekend. But that's the most important thing. Uh, so,
3: how do you... I was still faster know. outdoors in the rain, though.
1: Okay, Joey, I've got your lap times, mate. So, we can go through those <laughs> later. Um, even though you didn't Let's go, post them. let's go. Let's go through your lap times. Sorry, Ollie, we're private arguments. Um, <laughs> so... What happens, you know, so what happened to Snowbirds then? Was that something that you could control or you just didn't get performance? How do you, how does, because you are like a, I think you said this, Sam, you are like a full-time professional toy car driver. Is the, is the pressure to perform? Is there?
0: Um, I feel like, uh, there's not much pressure. Uh, I just don't like to put pressure on myself. I, I know that no matter what I'll do my best. Mm-hmm. Um, So for me, the pressure is, you know, minimal. Um, Snowbirds is always, like I said, it's a tough event anyway, just to the way, you know, the the times you race and so on. But um, the thing about it is because we run on-road and oval on the same track, they just change the, so obviously they run the on-road layout during the day, and then they rip up that track and put down an oval track on the same carpet. Oh, Okay. And we only get, so we had, before qualifying started with Twosky, modified, we had three runs. And then when qualifying started, it was one qualifier one day, two the next, one the next day, and then the final. And that was pretty much all you get for a run-in. Right. Um, And obviously, the track evolves so heavily from day to day, because it gets run on for, you know, eight to ten hours after we finished on oval. And it only ends up on two ends of the track, and sort of, you know down the the straights for the oval part. So the track changes completely day to day in a way that you cannot predict. Um, Whereas a track like Cleveland, which is run 24/7 only on road, it evolves in a much more natural way. um, So it's much easier to predict what's gonna happen. Right, okay. Um, So the thing, Snowbirds is just, you know, it's always tough for set up. And I didn't quite catch on to, I didn't quite get my car how I wanted it straight away. So. The struggle becomes more and more as the week goes on so if you start off on the back foot it just gets worse and harder to catch up yeah um so yeah we had like a, a few extra practice runs before the final which helped a lot so by the time we got to the final i was actually very happy with my car um so i was able to race well uh hence making a few spots here and there but yeah it's always just i don't think maybe a lack of Prep, um, or not prep as such, but testing time. I think that would have helped a little bit, but it's really just kind of. It depends how your week goes, you know. It's, yeah,
1: I suppose. Yeah, you can, you can't practice on a track no. where half the time is being run on by cars just going fast and turning left.
0: Exactly. So it, it changes so much, and it if you have a car that works well and stays you know good throughout the whole week, you're going to be at a huge advantage to someone whose car is not quite perfect. So yeah, I kind of it was just one of those things. Um, I've been on both sides of it. A few years ago at Snowbirds, my car was incredible from the get-go and I was racing for TQ and you know the win all week. And I've, you know, had it, this is the first time I've been on the other side of it where it struggled. So, I think it's just it's just tough, you know, there's not much you can do about it. I'm happy that the way I finished was a lot better than how I qualified, because that means, you know, I learned something, from it.
1: Okay, let's talk with and then the the only bit I've the last one, the question I've got, it might take some time, is that you know, I am a an off-road guy, okay. I am aware of Roche. Okay. Basically because you run one. Well. Um what's it like, but well, it seems like it's quite a small or- or organisation. Is that true?
0: It's we are definitely one of the smaller teams. I'm I think at Snowbirds, I was the only guy running a Roche in the modified 12 scale category. Um, and, and then I'm,
1: cool.
0: I'm pretty much a one-man band when it comes to you know testing and setup, which always makes it even harder to catch up.
1: Because I, you know, certainly at Cleveland, you were racing with you know our great friend, and we might have said before, this is the nicest man in RC, Alexander Hagberg. Mm. You know, you know. What's it like trying to compete with the, the might of the the x-ray on road team because there seems to be there seem to be thousands of them at snowbirds definitely yeah, Mainly yeah. touring cars I suppose
0: yeah I mean they came, came in with full force at, uh, at snowbirds, but like you say it is it is mainly touring car in 12 scale modified I think they had three maybe four drivers, so it's not crazy, but definitely more than you know me on my own so yeah it's it's always tough. I also don't get much time to go out there and test on that's you know style of carpet, um, so it's always more difficult. But you know it's it just adds another challenge, and most of the time uh, you get a lot of running time like on their tracks, so it's not so bad. It's just snowboard is the specific where you you don't get much practice, which always makes it harder.
1: Okay. Okay. And then we have to mention it because we've just mentioned him now is, you know, Alexander Hagberg. We have the, um, what we call the Hagberg rule uh, on this podcast, which is, you know, we, oh, the only non-off-road guy we've spoken to was Alexander Hagberg. Um, and I think Joey actually came up with this rule while we were speaking to him on one of our episodes um and so that's why it was great because you were definitely someone we wanted to speak to and so when we saw you with a picture of a will speed car i literally just ticked you off my list sent you a message and then sent another one to uh will johnson and said agberg rule no longer replies we'll get ollie Ollie on so we've we've had a bit of a discussion on our facebook page this week um just to sort of understand we're not we're not Hating on road, you know, that's certainly not the way. You know, Martin's going to smash the 10th Nationals at Mendip on road, aren't you, Martin?
2: Well, smashing to something.
1: You're smashing to the (laughs) end of the straight at Um, Mendip. But it was just that, you know, it was more to do with the fact of, you know, we are off road, so we're just going to try and talk about what we know. Um, But it's it's great to see you um, racing. Uh, off-road and in fact you like did like a, a club night at junction 16 i don't think Up i have
0: to... raced at junction 16 at all have you not raced at junction 16 no i think i've I've only ever raced off-road at uh, slough 1066 and
1: silverstone M- must have been slough it, you know carpet oh, yeah. looks like carpet to me um <laughs> But 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 I think he did really well because I was thinking Junction is miles away from Ten Sixty Six. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so um, don't you know? I guess a, one of our lot, uh, the Southport lot, went to ju- booked into Junction Sixteen, being unaware of which road it was the Junction Sixteen of. Um, <laughs> he thought he was going forty minutes down the road, and it took him nearly two and a half hours to get there. Um, nice. But so maybe that's the case. So mate, um, I would. Please keep going. We love it when guys come from different classes uh, and try off-road. It's really good that you support the, the Will Speed brand and Will Johnson. I know they've uh, just recently released their the Schumacher sort of LD2 version of their RF conversions, um, and I'm sure they'll be dead popular uh, for people to try for a short while before then immediately switching back to their normal LD2s. Hashtag, Schumacher family. what we do. Um, mate, I, I, what, what, what's your next event? Is it on-road, off-road?
0: Uh, off-road. It's uh, Essex Carpet Clash this weekend.
1: Right. Are you going to dominate? I'm going to try. Ooh, who else? Which, which quick guys go to Essex? Ellis. Uh, yeah, Ellis. Have you beaten Haley. Ellis yet? Um,
0: no, no. I Haley, haven't actually Haley. raced Harley Eldridge.
1: Yeah, Harley. So, do you think you've got a chance? Yeah, I
0: mean, Carl goes. uh, I've raced Carl a few times recently, uh, including this past weekend, and I was pretty competitive against him. I managed to Mm -hmm. take it and win. So, I'm definitely confident going into it. Yeah, we'll see.
1: You are now my favourite wheel speed driver, Ollie. (laughs) to be honest that's not a blessing Um, you'll be fine and I look forward to seeing you at uh, regionals in the south and then nationals um, next year that'll be brilliant especially when you beat these two old men (laughs) Um, because they're both old and slow aren't you kids
3: yeah Yeah. wait hang on a minute you you can't call us old and slow and then refer to us as kids.
1: Okay. And I'd just a good like to still Jay. point
3: out, I'm still only just 30. So but you're still slow. <laughs> 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 all, right, all right, Martin. Italian Euros <laughs> 2017.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, disgraced GB off-road team captain. Yeah. Yeah, all those good ones. Ollie, before we let you go, uh, would you like to thank your sponsors on and off road? We don't mind, mate. Uh,
0: yeah, well, um, thanks to Roche, Will Speed, uh, One Up Racing, Hobby Wings, uh, Zenon. Uh, there's a few I'm uh, probably forgetting. Stick on our scene, Ulti Tires, Art Body Shells. Um, but yeah, thanks to all those guys that make all this possible. Mate, hey,
1: you're a superstar. And if that's okay, we'll catch up with you soon. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers, mate. Bye now. Well, that was great speaking to Ollie. Um, clearly, the second best um, on-road person we've ever spoken to. What do you think, Joe?
3: Lovely bloke.
1: Lovely bloke. A lovely. All I got to say.
3: All I got to um, say.
1: Well, I'll tell you what else I'm going to say is I'm also going to say thank you very much to. Uh, Jamie Clancy for just joining me. You know, Mark was stuck in traffic, Joey was apparently working. Uh, and you know, I really enjoyed speaking to Jamie um last week. I thought there was a lot of great info um that we went through, and then he went and I'm I, I thinking he's going to say this himself, he had quite a difficult Montpellier. Do you think, boys? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I think
1: that was his post, but. I watched a bit of it, I think. All the only coverage I've got, neat. thank you very much Nemo Racing, because mainly those are the videos I saw for them, from Montpellier. And there was some stuff on Circus RC. Um, That was the coverage. The bits I saw, it looked okay. Do you guys watch any of the Montpellier stuff?
3: I watched Dibble doubles here and there.
1: Shame it all got rained off at the end, wasn't it? Hmm. Yeah, that of the France. Who would have thought? Who would have thought it? Exactly. Oh, we're just delaying the inevitable. Let's quickly talk about it. Males Martin, did you do any racing this weekend? No. No, I did some racing. We'll talk about mine right near the end. So, for the first time in a very long time, that's what the answer is. Joey, did you go racing this weekend?
3: I did. Oh, my God. Oh, my God it was it was uh yeah where did you go went to stopfold.
1: right how did you get on
3: um i made the b final nice um, um i can't complain really i haven't touched a radio in over six months i haven't touched a car in over six months and i haven't driven in the wet in probably way more than six months okay um so-
1: what's the- was the last time you went racing, was that was with Martin in Mid-Devon?
3: Yeah, it was, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you've completely rebuilt the car since then, though, haven't you? Uh,
3: no, because I raced indoors. It didn't get scabby or rusty or dirty.
1: But you'd obviously have to change the car from indoor to outdoor setup, wouldn't you?
3: Well, sort of. You'd have thought that. Uh, but actually, I went to Stockfold and it was dry when I got there. Mm-hmm. So I did two batteries worth of running um before anyone else had arrived. And then um we changed a few bits here and there and it was a lot better. And then it rained. Yeah. So that all went out the window. Okay. <laughs> so
1: Okay mate. Who 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 was helping you?
3: Uh, Mr. Carter.
1: Nice. Nice. Okay. So um was there a video of you doing some laps? I couldn't. Miklos did a video of Stoffold. Was he videoing your heat or no,
3: something? He was, he was doing the A final. Right, okay, okay.
1: And you you qualified BQ, didn't you?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, did you win that final?
3: No, I um I, I led most of it and then fell apart with like a 30 seconds to go.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, well,
3: I, I, did... I say fell apart. I, I clipped a corner and obviously in the wet, it doesn't take a lot for it to... Go wrong, so okay.
1: Martin, well, have, it was you good his,
3: fun. have you seen his times, Martin? No, I haven't. No, he did quite well.
1: You know, did quite well.
2: I, I watched the video of Joey going round, and he looked good. Do you feel happy, Joe? The, Considering the silly idiot never races. No,
1: Cap- no. you know. Captain, I mean, Captain we- One race. That was the best thing I heard all well, week.
2: No we worry. got Kidderminster this weekend. Joey, you come to Kidderminster?
3: No, I'm going to start for a Winter Series.
2: Okay. Where's the First National this year?
3: Ah, but what did you tell me the other day? There's another- Where's the First Kidderminster National Kidderminster this year? Before-
2: yeah, hang on. There's another Kidderminster meeting
3: before the First National, you told me. So no need to worry. See, you can't educate stupid.
1: You can't. Hang on. This is going to be the... Uh, I think quite a few people are going to this Kidderminster meeting, aren't they?
2: Yeah, because it's extra practice.
1: Before the National, yeah.
2: Joey's going to, so Joey could come and race with me. Hat kitty, he's going go to get a stop Is that technically it's a bad thing? Well, no, because I want to babysit you. Jesus fast. fucking yeah.
3: Christ. You're moaning that I'm going racing. What is with you, 2 You're
2: cheating
1: now. He's like our teenage son, isn't he, Martin, then, to be honest? Uh,
2: there's, <laughs> there's Joey breaking the swearing barrier on the podcast tonight. Oh, I yeah. don't
1: care. He, he wants another band. Um, yeah. So, time out. Joe, was, Joey, so is you think mm. thought thinking that time at Stoffold with Carter and Jason and Kit, that's going to be more helpful to you?
3: Um, in a small way, I think, yeah. Um, obviously, getting practice at a national track is always handy to have, but. instance.
1: Kidderminster's Kidderminster, mate. You I
3: think you just need a bit more. I just so think- to be fair, yeah, I've I've raced at Kidderminster so many times over me, the last me, sort of me, 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 15, 16 years. So and, and the only things that they've changed since they first started was is they've taken away some of the co- like the, the dirt corners and then they've put astro down. So you know. Well if, not- if that if
1: that was if that was Southport, I'm expecting a lot of abuse. So are you gonna abuse the minister for covering some of their corners and Astro. Yeah, but well, and they the did one. They did,
3: they did one. They did one section that just obviously when it was when it was wet just turned into an absolute cesspool. But, um, but no, it's, it's it's you know, Alex is very um, very knowledgeable, and you know the, the changes that he sees and he makes do make a difference. Though,
1: so. i I'm just for clarification points. We're talking about Alex Carter here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, just to make sure. If Joey's results are not what we all wish them to be, we know who the real person to blame is, Alex Carter. Exactly. I heard he was a bit of a YouTube star.
3: He was. He was. I think he's a bit of a YouTube star.
1: Let's like it, like it. So, Joey, have you got the bug now?
3: I've so- always had the bug. I've just got a job that doesn't allow me to... Scratch the itch, as it
1: Okay, so, Stafford this Sunday, is that the plan? Yeah. Okay, um, Stafford, what, what, do you think you can go racing the Sunday after that?
3: Uh, yep, I've got that Sunday off as well.
1: Wow, okay. And, and so then I've got
3: the first Sunday of March off as well.
1: Okay, that's pretty good. And then,
3: uh, and then I've got every weekend until the first national work in, so.
1: Okay, so you need to get your practice in now.
3: Pr- pretty much, Yeah.
1: Okay, well, uh, so but Martin, you're going to Kidderminster this week. Are you, go, are you going to Kidderminster this week? I am, yes. Okay, brilliant. Um, get a little. Well, it's not too much practice for you, mate. Is it like a final inspection for the Emperor of Everything?
2: No, because Kidderminster like know how to do it.
1: <laughs> That's it. I love it. <laughs> do, I can't even, you can't even make that joke because it's just not even funny because it's just not true. Um, so uh, oh here's a good point have we all got our mesos
3: yes no because people who don't need them keep buying them
2: hey
1: joe um but i'm
2: 6k racing and just bought on facebook schumacher meso tires in stock and ready to ship oh look mb have got a load as well
1: okay do you know how many silver mezzos mb have
2: got 257
1: well, that's well. T- people are buying them because it was two hundred and seventy at the beginning of this recording.
2: Why? Um, why are people buying that many
3: silvers?
1: Because it's wet. It's, it might be wet. It's
3: wet now, but how many mezzos do you do you tend to destroy over the winter? No, how long- oh, sorry. People- hang on. Okay, that, my my biggest question is how long does a set of mesosilvers silvers last? Oh. Well, Can I get away with running the same pair again next week, or do I have to? Yeah, no, I did if three I, the same on
2: a, I did three meetings on a pair. Oh, that's all right then. You're not so going
1: to do three. You're not going to do three nationals on a pair of silvers if it's wet all day. Oh, right? god, no, no. So, uh, so uh, what? I think I have been intentionally mean about Bezos or muzzos somebody called them to me the other day uh someone called them buzzos, and um i've been intentionally mean making sure you know saying hey where are they and i think we've seen this week um Martin just mentioned 6k's got them in i would of course would have mentioned um ff racing freddy's got them in put a post up today that all his mesos are in stock. I know all of the shops have got a modern sport. have got good stuff. MB, MB models have got great stuff. More importantly, I've got loads for me. So there's plenty of mesos available. So you must be uh, breathing a sigh of relief, Martin.
2: No, because do, does everyone actually think we'd be that stupid to set it as a tire for nationals and not actually speak to Schumacher?
1: Well, stop being sensible. I want a bit of drama.
2: Well,
1: you are going to get in here. air? No, it's ridiculous. Can you stop being so good at your jobs? Um, okay, right. So I'm just then going to go through... Is there anything else you guys want to speak about before I go on a 10-minute rant about Southport? Nope. Okay. Um, I would like to point out that... Um I enjoyed the pictures that came from s hobbies. It was nice to actually see a picture of Mark Croxford race' his car rather than Mark Croxford take a picture of a car. Um I did enjoy the um watching the bits of Montpellier. Uh, I can't even see what this picture is. Uh, Joey, have you got your hand selected Reds motor yet
3: Uh, no.
1: No. Well, there we go. I'm sure you're sorted. Did everybody enjoy the American football?
3: No. Yes.
1: A lot. Is that your team? I'm not even sure exactly what team won it but it was that your team Martin.
2: It is, yes.
1: Okay, what team was that? I literally Did LA the Bengals round. get Yeah, did the, did the Bengals get beat? They did. Okay. And uh, I only remembered it was on when the Radio Impound podcast... I think they did an entire show whilst watching the Super Bowl. I think they did. Yeah, so if you're into that, 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 there is an episode of the Radio Impound podcast I'm probably not going to go listen to. Sorry, (laughs) Gotti. Though uh, it is a good point to say, I did actually listen to the episode they released at the beginning of the year. I just caught up on that, which they speak to our our great friend, Jackson Brunson, who... Just a, a great episode there talking to Gotti and Jason about his racing and racing that were involved him. In. I thought that was brilliant. And my next pictures of pictures of Mezzo's in stock. Um stuff regarding Ollie Pay. Oh, um, are we all getting fancy bearings for our LD2s? Yes. Yes. Are we all gonna get I thought it was Wiz. But apparently it's wits. Are we all getting yes. wits ceramic bearings?
2: Yes, and I would have one their new fans as well.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, you've gone a bit too far there,
3: mate. Um, yeah.
2: should, I have I, no I, idea what you're talking about.
3: Of
1: okay. course, Joey, yeah. you're <laughs> like you're like the worst contracted customer ever. Yes. Um, so, but if I want some wits ceramic bearings, should I only just put them in my gearbox? There's no point in me putting me. In in, like the hubs or anything like i'm gonna race outdoors is that
2: well put me in your dry car
1: oh okay yeah but if it's dry car and it goes slightly wet i'm still probably gonna run my dry car while i so clean i was thinking up. of can you clean ceramic bourbons or are they just gonna get gritty and well if you know anything about ceramic bearings, that's more than me, Joey, or Martin, please let us know about whether I should... I was just thinking of getting some to put in the LD2 gearbox. Uh, of the other ones, I'd just get it throw out. Um, that's definitely not toy car stuff related. Um, I would like to talk about Southport. Um, we had our first meeting on U-Venue. First of all, I'd just like to... If you don't want to listen to this, thanks very much. Um, It was great. Loads of people helped us with our move. I've got to say that um, my cousin, Richie, did race control, but he was only able to do race control because of the help that Eric and Stu and Rick had given him. Um, Mike from Arlott sorted out a booking system with the help of Pete Hastings. Southport or hashtag Northport have literally gone from the biggest indoor track in the UK to the smallest. Um, but it's, it was just great to see some of our club members that we hadn't seen in a few months. I thought, though I give them a lot of abuse, I have to thank our top heat. They're the guys who are probably going to notice the difference between the size of track. Do you guys see the pictures? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Much smaller, much tighter. We even—I don't know when last time you guys you did this. We even stand on a stage. We haven't—we've got a rostrum. We don't use it. We just stand on a stage and look down on the track. Um, Our top guys just took that in their stride and just continued to be great and didn't moan and just got on. Um, And I just think that was really nice of our top people. It doesn't matter for guys like me. We'll just—I'm just there for the fun. But they really did. We've, we packed it up super quick. It's uh, We've got another small, really small meeting this week because this will be the first time we're actually going to try and build it, race, and put it away on a day. And we're going to put a new system. We're going to say that if you don't want to help set up, turn up at half eight. If you want to help turn, set up, turn up before half eight. We'll get the track built, and then we'll get our tables in. And that's the bit. We'll put an indoor calendar um, out to... And we have also got keys to the venue now. So for people who know, hashtag Tommy Time is back. Tommy Time is definitely back. Um, guys, that's all I've done. Ollie was brilliant. Clancy was brilliant last week. Um, Martin, as the emperor of everything, not the king of everything, Keenan, the emperor of everything.
2: Yeah.
1: Would you like to thank your sponsors?
2: Yeah, I'd like to thank everyone at Schumacher Racing. John Finch at RC Octane, Brian at Screws for RC, and Richie at RDT.
1: Superstar! Um, if you go to Stoffold on Sunday, please say hello to Joey. He'll be the person struggling to get in the A. Um, guys, that's brilliant. Should we see you all do this? do this again next week? Sounds good to me. I probably we'll try and speak to someone who's been the DNC. Sounds good. Sounds a good idea. Let's just do that. Cheers,
3: guys. See you all next week. Bye now. Bye-bye. Goodbye.